Anyone who gets murdered by a doll is just an idiot, right? Or short, right? right? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and a trip all over the world for a soccer update all across the globe. My name is Alex Herman, and I'm joined, as always, by Brady Olson and Dave Kolichkowski. Boys, what's going on? Super excited. We got two kinds of football on this week, and I can't be more excited. Sports ball. Yes, we will talk about that more in a minute. First, shout out as always to Ian, working behind the glass, tuning up this podcast into the fine audio product that it is. And thanks to Jen as well for helping us run our social medias, mainly our Instagram. So yes, as Brady mentioned, NFL football starts this week, along with soccer football. Super pumped. Both of my fantasy drafts are now done, which is Mm. kind of the most exciting day of the year um, for me, to be honest. That just reveals how (sighs) depressing my life is. But um, (laughs) had a ton of fun. And today is September 6th, Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to you both. Yes. Happy Labor Day and bears. Ready to go to work tomorrow. Just kidding. Not ready at all. Nope. Never. <laughs> I think we just take this week off. To end yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Again. All I it's would like do is Bowl. watch yeah. football highlights from last year. If I would just, I'm just waiting for Thursday. Any waiting practice for Thursday. tape you can get your hands like, on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know, it's funny though, too, is everybody's like, oh, you need the day after the Super Bowl off. It's like, I need the day after the first week of football off because I watched like, <laughs> like 10 hours of football and like, I'm just worthless the next day. It's funny that you mentioned that because I am taking that Monday off of work. Screw you. Wow. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) I feel I am such a blob on that Monday because all I've done the day before is sit there. So that Monday I'm going to get up early, start the day and then do nothing all over again. I'm probably going to wake up at like five in the morning and watch like seven (laughs) hours of junk. And then, like, yeah, you know, good. This is a good point. And like soccer too, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh my yeah. God. See, there you go. Sports all day. Uh, speaking of opening day, uh, the actual opening day of the NFL is on Thursday this week. Do you guys have any plans for that game? Nope. Not yet. Nope. Gonna be watching yeah, it and thinking that like for last effect. minute plans. Like, yeah, definitely we'll watch it though. Miss football. Yeah, I feel like that's that game is always like, yay, it's back. But eh. the real fun is Sunday starting at like 11 when you know that you know, <laughs> there's about to be six to seven games on all at once. Get red zone going. It's you know exactly awesome. where you're going to be planted for the next several hours. <laughs> yes. So ready for it. OK, enough of the NFL. Let us focus on soccer. The real original. OG football. Footy. We had an international break last week. We're still in it, actually, right mm-hmm. now. Yes. So 
we all had a little more time to reflect during this time. And what I did is reflect on the loons and realize that it's been a while since we had a check-in. So why don't we do that? Why don't we tell everyone where the loons are at? Why would um, we do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the loons are currently eight, seven, and six. With 31 points, they are sitting fifth in the table. So what that means essentially is if the season ends today, they'd be in the playoffs. However, like the season won't time. end today. Every time. Yep. <laughs> uh, there are two teams that are below the loons in the table, and both of them are behind by one point. They're both sitting at 30 points. So with 13 games left, it's going to be a very interesting rest of the season, to say the least, for the loons. They're going to be on uh, edge. Yes. Pretty much every single game is need to win. Um, or at the very least draw. We can't really afford to lose any points right now. And the next game is against the Seattle Sounders on <laughs> September 11th, Ooh. who are at the top Ooh. of the table in that conference. So good luck. <laughs> uh, yes, that's essentially it. I will say the loons have been playing better lately. They started off very cold, not playing well at all. And now much, much better. I'm hoping they continue that trend, but I think we'll touch base in about a month, four to six weeks, see how we're doing. But on top of football starting, uh, a lot of stress is going to be happening in my life around my teams. Let's just put it that way. Thank you all for entertaining my loon's obsession. Skull. Moving on. Chicago teams, the Red Stars. This week, they played Gotham FC, and it was the most soccer game Thrilling. ever. <laughs> it ended up as a 0-0 draw. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. You really have to like soccer to watch games like this. And that's why we go to Brady for analysis on these games. Because he does love soccer. And he did watch it. Uh, yeah, but there's not too much to talk about here. <laughs> uh, if you had a guess... Who would have the opportunities for Gotham? Uh, give me a, a whoop if you're surprised that it was Carly Lloyd who had the best chance. Very good. Uh, Red Stars should have won this one. Kelia uh, <laughs> Watt had some 1v1s with a goalkeeper. Mal Pugh was still dangerous. Uh, had some good chances. Her set pieces are great and possibly better than Pulisic's. Is that worth saying? Sure. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they were pretty sweet. She looks pretty although, editing, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah, we didn't finish those. Uh, we did not have possession this game. It was 60-40 to Gotham. 73% passing success is better than we've seen. 5 for 18 on target, 28% shooting. Not too bad. Gotro had another good game. Main reason our opportunities were better than Gotham's. And Casey Kruger was also very good. I actually think she could play better this season than she has. So good to see her get an opportunity here. She smacked the post early on. Basically, this was just finishing away from home. If you do it, it's grand and you take the points. We didn't. And currently we sit fifth in the table and others behind us have games in hand. So we are a little bit on the edge of that playoff spot. And coming up, 
The Red Stars are going to be playing the Houston Dash September 10th at 7.30. Brad, that is a winnable game, yes? Mm-hmm. The Dash are very good, so I wouldn't say it's a walk-away winner. Uh, and we are away from home, which makes everything more difficult. We're going to talk more and more about home and away, especially as we get into the U.S. national team. However, Houston have been one, two, and two in their last five games on a mm. bit of a slide. They tend to play a 4-3-3 with a penchant for the counterattack. They don't really care to keep the ball, so it will be interesting to see who wants it in this game. Uh, Abby Dahlkamper, who we just saw play in the Olympics. Katie Naughton are their center backs. Katie Naughton played for the Red Stars for a while, so good to see her, except she will be stopping us from scoring, which upsets me greatly. Uh, Megan Oyster has been around the U.S. women's national team before. She can play anywhere in the defense for them, so she's also a good player that they can just plug and play. Rose Lavelle, Kristen Mewis are both attacking eights on their team. Very good, skilled players. Very much a threat. And then Nichelle Prince is an attacking outlet. Super fast, very dangerous. Uh, So she is a danger woman on their team. It might even help the Red Stars to be the away team because it might force Houston to have more of the ball and they don't tend to like to have the ball. Um, But as I said, home and away makes a game very interesting for many different reasons. And speaking of being away from home, the Chicago Fire FC did not play this week because teams are away from home or are they returning to home to play for their national teams? Mm. Oh, what a question. Also great. Man. Great work there from the host. Nailed it. <laughs> Bam. Point for Herman. And you're welcome. Coming up, however, the Fire are playing Sporting KC at Kansas City on September 11th at 7.30 p.m. The Bears play at what time on Sunday? Do they have night a new game? game? Night they game, have a, 7.30. They have the night game. Oh, no, Dave. Bears. What are you going to do? What will Bears fans and Fire fans do? Well, freak out. And Obviously. <laughs> First, step one, uh, freak out. That the was the time to panic. The Fire? Yeah, why not? Bears. Here's an idea. Flame. If... Uh, the Bears are playing in L.A. If they weren't, how about the Fire play at Soldier Field and the Bears play at Soldier Field at the same time? First time two games of football happen at the same time at the same place. A lot of wing play. Yes. <laughs> yes. A lot of going around the defense and the offensive line. That's crazy. How many injuries would happen to the soccer players <laughs> who have no pads? <laughs> They'd be very fleet of foot and just avoid everyone. (laughs) Who is blocking me right now? What is happening? (laughs) I'm blocking you because you're in my way and I'm a 350 (laughs) pound man who does nothing else. (laughs) All right. So looking ahead to Sporting KC, Brad, what are you seeing in this team? Where did the fire have the advantage? So this is Peter Vermes' side. He is a U.S great essentially within the u.s soccer system always plays a 4-3-3 single pivot intelligently pressures the other team and possession 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 they are a great passing team one of the best in the mls it's very difficult to beat them at home will be a tough one however they are one one and three in their last five Ooh, sliding 
just got smacked by LAFC for nothing could be an opportunity oh. for the fire here. Or if the fire don't oh, come out well, could be a get right game yeah, for Kansas City. Possibly right. <laughs> now this might be shocking, but I'm going to be optimistic here. Whoa. What? Just for one week Whoa. because we're coming out of the international break. I'm going to do it. Let's make it two in a row. We got this. Let's shock them on the road. Like you oh. said, they got smacked by LAFC. Shock Let's em. go. Let's streak. The Fire need to make this game messy. They need to conca-calf it up, as it were. Yes. Uh, lots Get of rough. fouls. Lots of countering. Lots Bodies of... Bodies on the floor. Yes. Bodies Let's do it. on the floor. <laughs> uh, my big questions, though, are, are we going to see Federico Navarro? Yes. There's I hope been so. some time. Like, let's see him. Let's see mm-hmm. Stanislav Ivanov come back. Yeah. Looking mm-hmm. comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. it could be a different team. Yep. Come back to does Ivanov play for his national team? And if so, what team is that? He plays for Bulgaria, but has not yet appeared for the full nationals. He plays for the okay. U21s so far. Okay. So it might not be more uh, more confident and comfortable from playing with his own team, but just more time to settle in and learn the system. Yeah, just time after the injury, really. Sure. All right. I hope that is the case as we've been excited to see him all year. And I don't know, it's too early to call it a disappointment, but been a little quiet. Moving on to the game of the week. Last week, we chose the rivalry between the U.S. men's national team and Canada in the World Cup qualifiers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert, if you didn't shivering. know. <laughs> shivering score, in a corner. Yeah, it. <laughs> the score of this game, 1-1 draw against Canada. They played last night. Another tie. This is the second week in a row where the game of the week has been a 1-1 draw. Why soccer? Why do you have limited scoring because it's very difficult to score. Also, the second tie in a row for the U.S. men's national team. Why? Why U.S. soccer? Why? Yeah. (laughs) Dear God. Yeah. Yeah. Not a ton of... I don't want to say it wasn't a ton of fun to watch. It was a pretty good game overall, but we'll dive into a little bit later. Just a disappointing result, ultimately. What I did notice is at the beginning of the game, the USA chant sounds an awful lot like the Viking Skull chant. Shocking. Shocking. Yeah. yeah which chant were you hearing? USA. USA. Or like... It's the Dos one Acero. that's... You. You. Oh, the one that yeah. we all stole from Iceland? Hey. Yeah. From, ev- from everybody in the world, including <laughs> yeah. the Vikings. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yes. I know the Vikings stole it also, but then they speed it up. <laughs> yes. I don't bam, like bam, it bam. actually. I, I hate it. I think that you gotta do USA like a bunch of frat bros. Like like that's that's they also do that one. Like yeah, <laughs> they do yeah, do that one. The, yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to All the right, classic Brad. guys. I know that you have been itching to tell us the formations that well, you I saw. Was just about to steal the conversation. So yes, mm. <laughs> do it. Do it. Let's go. So. Basics of the formation. Canada, 5-4-1, sit and counter. Whole game plan, whole idea. 
Uh, basically, three four three in attack, which just means that Davies, Laren, and Hoylet are countering. That's all that means. Davies Dave's is one having of the best. a PTSD episode <laughs> listening to names. <laughs> uh, Davies is one of the best players in the region, bar none. Kyle Laren is yeah, say. second. If we exclude United States Mexican players, don't at me. Kyle Laren is up there on some of the best in the region as far as just pure goal scoring and also being super strong and super fast. Mm. Meanwhile, the USA played in a 4-3-3 single pivot. This is very Burhalter. This is what he prefers to play if we're not playing in the three back. Put pressure on Canada when we can. Uh, displace the defense with good passing when we have possession. Long diagonals in and out of the middle. Uh, basically, this is pretty much A1 lineup. Matt Turner and net Zach Steffen has COVID and was sent back to England. Mm. Uh, Serginho Dest, Miles Robinson, John Brooks, Anthony Robinson playing in the back line. Kellen Acosta in for Weston McKinney. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Tyler Adams playing the number six. Sebastian Legette also in midfield. Pulisic, the return of Captain America out in the wing. Jordan Pifok got the start at striker. And then mm. Brendan Aronson on the opposite wing of Pulisic. Pretty much A1, except for McKinney and maybe our center forward, but we can talk more about that later. Yes, yes. And Canada came out aggressively initially. In this one, they foul Pulisic hard, pretty much immediately, setting the tone for this game. Uh, yep, you're going to target him, and you're going to want to stop whatever he's trying to do. That is very... <laughs> It's exactly what Canada needed to do. Also, it was within the first two minutes of the game, and referees are very reticent to throw out yellow cards that early. And Alistair Johnson knows this, took full advantage, and just clears Pulisic out after getting beaten and doesn't get a yellow for it. I want to say smart move, but also... Mm -hmm. I'd do it. <laughs> rude. Very rude. Very rude. I'm sure Ouch. that you would, but you are an aggressive, competitive person. And rude. And very rude. <laughs> so there were many scary moments for the U.S. in this game, and they started early. In the 14th minute, there's a deep pass to Davies. Dest sees it happening and misplays it for the U.S. defense. Davies can't quite settle it inside the box, dishes it to Laren who is right in front of the goal and puts it wide, but this is much too close for comfort within the first 15 minutes of the game. Already, yep. we're tightened up. Yep, and That's here's the first of several moments where our right back falls asleep. Not mm -hmm. great. Dest has not been a significant defensive contributor. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is like what all the European clubs want, though. Like they, it, it, The left and the right back, their focus necess not necessarily is on the de defensive like portion of the field. Like they're just so offensive minded now in Europe. You leave the center backs and the defensive midfielders to kind of clean up all the messes. I think like Des, like when I when I, he comes to mind, it's all about offense, and he's hmm. in that Ferrari style defense that or offense that is right. Barcelona with Barcelona. You're know? totally right yeah, in that yeah. regard. And there were moments in this game where Dest does something that no one else really in the U.S. pool can do. He beat three Canadian right. defenders, 
move down the field and you're like, oh, there's why he's in the starting line. Right. Right. But here's no, and why I'm not objecting to that. Yeah. But it's like, yes. Not. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like we expect to play that European formula, but I don't mm. like the more we watch, the more I'm thinking this is probably not great. And um, on this play, like underestimating Alfonso Davies is absurd. Mm-hmm. He is yeah. clearly the best player on the field. He's very fast. Yeah. There's a re- <laughs> reason why he plays for Bayern Munich. Yeah. Like, like yeah. come on, guys. Like, you cannot yeah. let him get close to you. You have to create space. And Des got lucky as hell here. If you call him the roadrunner. Yeah. 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 If you're going to underestimate someone, it shouldn't (laughs) be the best player on the field. And not his speed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And not your own guy. Yeah. I do want to mention not all bad things defensively from the U.S. Because before this one, Laren got free with a counterattack, which is what Canada's trying to do. And it looked like it might be an opportunity but became very lame, became very tame because Miles Robinson catches him so fast and forces him into a, a weak shot onto Matt Turner. Uh, just Miles Robinson, the growth we've seen from him so fast has been incredible. Yeah. All right, Brady, I got to ask you though, like who's this PFOC guy? I keep on seeing him pop up like during the game. Like he's kind of all over the, the replace to kind of a bigger guy on the sure. offensive half. What do we know about him? Yeah, super intimidating as far as the size and presence, definitely. Uh, he's played a lot in France. Actually, his backstory is pretty incredible uh, with the amount of countries he's lived in and where he's moved from and different situations like that. His claim to fame comes from playing in France, and then he was loaned to young boys in Switzerland. Uh, and so now he is starting and playing regularly for the young boys. And what great name of a club, by the way. And now uh, <laughs> plays for the USA, the U.S. national team. And like you said, Dave, just the big presence, big center forward, can get his head on stuff, can be a, a holding forward. That's what we're looking for with Jordan Pifak. It like just makes me scratch my head with like Daryl DK. Then is he right right now? Like like what happened to to that was the the last part of um, the Gold Cup and like sure. Like, did, was that just too disappointing to put him out there? It's just Yeah, kind of he might have played him you know? himself like, out of the yeah. position. I think the difference yeah. between PFOC and DK, double D DK, is uh-huh. yeah. uh, DK is just physical as as heck. And that is his Cock game. calf. Right. Physical. Well, I mean, good, good yeah. call. Because yeah. PFOC has more of the subtlety, has more of the knows when to play off the shoulder, knows when to drop into the midfield. And I think that's what they were looking for, was for him to both be, be both be a little bit of the intelligence as well as just the physical presence. But I think you're right that maybe let's throw in the just giant dude to push people around because there's no fouls being called. (laughs) Right, right. Dang. So as many scary moments as there were for the United States, they did have a couple opportunities to score before the half. The closest one of those was at the 40 Mm. minute mark. This was a good one. It was a great ball from John Brooks to find some space near the top of the box. Legette settles it and works with that space to do a brand new move, which is kind of a (laughs) falling spin kick uh, to pass it to Aronson on the outside. Finds Polisic on the inside who just can't get enough of a touch to put the ball in the net. It was so, so close and just kind of chaos right where they were. 
uh, or right where Polisic was. All right. So I was uh, on Twitter and my tweet was, how the heck didn't we score there? And now Des has a knock. You know, it was just, mm-hmm. how did we not put that away? Uh, hitting the post was yeah. so rough there. Uh, yeah. You know, Des had also been struggling um, defensively here, but you don't ever want to see him come off. You, you need to have continuous improvement. And Yedlin coming on in the 44th was a huge bummer for me uh, to see that because uh, I've seen Yedlin for years and I just don't yeah, feel like we know him. quality. Yeah, we, we know him and he's boring. He's quick, but he's boring. Uh, and honestly, just like this first half just seems very subpar at the moment, especially coming off a nil-nil draw against El Salvador. So I expect goals and just not feeling great about anything at this point. Yeah. Yeah. While Canada didn't appear too dangerous, was definitely the better team at executing their game plan. USA did not do a good job of penetrating, of getting through their many people in their own half, which is their plan. However, the emergency defending on the counter was good. Miles Robinson is a canceller, just destroys other things. I like that. Tyler Adams thought we were doing okay at this point. I just wish the offense was a little bit better. Agreed. And the offense was better to start off in that second half. 55th minute goal for Aronson to put the United States up one to nothing. Nice run from the U.S. team here. Kellen Acosta has the ball top outside of the box, passes to Robinson, who's making a run towards the near post, makes a sweet pass inside right in front of the net. Aronson meets the ball right there, taps it in for the goal. And that run was actually started by Aronson with his pressure on the throw-in, is able to get the turnover, get the ball back from Canada. So Aronson, my man. Coach's dream here. I had my arms in the air in my armchair, just celebrating this one lovely. Aronson starts it by winning the ball. Exactly what you want here, especially against Canada. We haven't been creating with offense. Let's create it in transition. USA switch it very quickly from where they won the ball. Had an extra man wide in Robinson. Several excellent plays in a row. Great goal. What could go wrong? Right, right. This was like the electricity the team needed, though, man. This mm-hmm. was this got me hyped. That's how you want to come out of the second half. Ten minutes, renewed energy. You know, like the fact that the first half wasn't promising was in the rearview mirror. Like, let's go. It's a huge mm-hmm. qualifying match. We're temporarily in control. And I was just smiling. And the team, <laughs> although it was kind of angsty and like, I don't know, like, the fact that they hadn't scored the first half, I thought it might have been too much. Like it was great to see how confident they were celebrating and how amped up they were, and they were just vibing yep. with the crowd. It was kind of cool, but also like, watch out, guys, we need to score again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and elation is the word that I used. Like electric yes. in the stadium, yes. fans yes. are happy, yeah. players are happy. Oh, everyone's on cloud nine. It was fantastic. Yes, did not last very long. No, it did not. Sixty <laughs> second nope. minute. Laren yeah. puts a goal in. Tie game. Uh, one to one. Uh, yeah. Yo, uh, US men's national team defense. Got to watch out for number 19. <laughs> Think he might be special. He might uh, be like, might be, you know, the quickest player on the field and maybe the best. Uh, but what do I know? <laughs> Spot yep. on. That's I'm telling everyone <laughs> before. Hey, he can't get behind you. He's faster than you. 
Yes, even he's you, DeAndre. Better. He's faster than you. Yes, yes. Ugh. This goal was essentially what Canada tried to do with their opportunity in the 14th minute of the game. Davies takes the ball, beats the defender into the box, going near post, draws all the U.S. defenders towards him. If they're not moving towards him, they're at least looking at him. Mm -hmm. That leaves Laren to get wide the fork open right in front of the goal, put it past Turner to tie it up. Too easy, yeah? Yep. Uh, Yedlin (laughs) fell asleep here. Just for a second. I think he was telling someone like, hey, do this. And then that's all it takes. He's gone. Yep. Uh, Davies was gone. Brooks stopped running. I, just, I don't I have don't a ton of exclamations. He got sleepy. Yeah, he got sleepy. He got ball watchy. He started watching the ball. Um, and other than he maybe thought he had the angle, which he didn't. And you can't gamble as a center back. That's not your job. No, no, no. Yeah, that was a that was a tough one to watch. And as you said, all it takes is one second not it paying attention so fast. to where Laren is, done. Canada almost seals the deal in the 78th minute. Buchanan, who's been very quiet up to that point, has the ball near the out-of-bounds line, is able to scoot past Brooks, mm-hmm. who's playing with a yellow card. I get that he can't be too aggressive at this point, but you you're one-on-one with that man. You can't let him pass you like that. He makes it all the way to the inside of the box, has a good look, puts it wide, like phew, wipe the sweat away from your forehead because that's tense, but it's way too easy of a look that very well could have gone in and Canada wins the game two to one. So even in these desperate last-minute moments when you need to be playing tight, tight defense, the United States has just given up easy looks. Yep, and Buchanan, this is how he scores goals for the Revs in the MLS. It looked carbon copy. It looked very scary for me in the moment. And the USA never looked like they were going to really break anything open on the other end. Nope. Nope. So overall, watching this game, I thought the US team looked pretty disconnected. Whether it is not being able to execute... Uh, when we have the ball, when we have good opportunities to score, or in moments where uh, the Canadian goal, where our one defensive player is either talking to someone else or has fallen asleep, trying to get people in position or not being in the right place to stop Canada, it felt disjointed. And I thought they were definitely outplayed in the second half. Uh, I think it was Dave mentioned they were outplayed in the first half. So I think overall they were outplayed uh, in mm-hmm. the whole game. It looked to me like a boxer who knew that the other guy's strength was a counter punch. And so the USA did mm-hmm. not want to throw any big punches because they were very afraid of Canada on the counter, which is both mm-hmm. intelligent and something you need to emotionally get past because the USA as a result played so slowly. And even when there were moments to get inside of Canada they decided to play around them instead using just passing through the center backs, maybe making one pass inside and then going right back out and then going slowly. There was no sort of penetration or anything. We can talk a little bit about the refereeing because even when the U S did play the ball quicker or won the ball in a transition, they were slow enough to get fouled. 
which is absolutely something that Spain, for instance, when they do tiki-taka, they're not getting fouled because of how quickly they move the ball around. And even when they do, the referee lets the play go on because someone else has the ball already. And that's where the U.S. is trying to be and simply weren't in this game. 22 fouls, 12 to 10. Canada had more fouls, but the referee stopped calling them in the second half. Mm -hmm. So there could have been way (laughs) more. I think just to that point, though, too, because we had mentioned Pulisic was on the like the ground constantly, like in the Mm -hmm. first half. And I think Mm -hmm. that was the case even throughout the second, too. But like I wasn't expecting Canada to come out and play that physically like it is a CONCACAF squad, but that was just cool to see them. Like we're going to play like everybody else. Like we're going to be here. Yeah. We're going to be a viable threat. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're not, competing yeah. for this spot for the world cup. You know, mm-hmm. it was cool to see. So we can't sleep on them. Totally agree. No, 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 no. This is now back to back draws. As we mentioned earlier for the U S men's national team in world cup qualifying. Not a great start, to put it lightly. What can kickstart this team to get them into gear? Uh, they need to convincingly beat Honduras this mm-hmm. week. That's like <laughs> huge. It's a tough matchup. We lost to them in the Olympic qualifiers. We mm-hmm. struggled with them in the past. It's a huge game. They need a rally before uh, the club regular season resumes. The squad mm-hmm. won't be together again for another month. So this is a huge goodbye game. Like, Let's get mm-hmm. lock in three points and win it. Love it, love it, love it. Speaking of, their next game is Honduras on September 8th. Right. So this episode won't be out in time. However, when you're listening to it, expect that in live time, we will all be nervously watching yes. and playing a three back. James Sands possibly to get a start. That is my prediction. Did we say it's on the road too? Like that's that makes Huge. it way tougher. Yep. But it would also mean so much more if we actually pull off the win too. Because we saw how we came out, you know. We'll talk right. about it. Like I'm gonna have myself. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And before we move on from US men's national team soccer, we should touch on El Salvador versus USA, which took place last Thursday, September second. Yes, the other draw in this iteration of games. I just wanted to touch on, I was not nervous about this game. I was possibly not even going yeah, to man. watch it. Uh, turned it on, and during the pregame, immediate change. Yep. Heartbeat started pumping, <laughs> nice sweat going, some crazy flashbacks <laughs> to four years ago when we didn't make the World Cup. Yeah. And then El Salvador started screaming their anthem, fireworks everywhere, cage around the field with riot gear. I was, oh boy, here we go. World Cup qualifying, CONCACAF. You're so right, Brady. I, I could not believe it. Like, I was not, I was not ready for that either at all. Like you Oof. said, also debating, not even watching it. Like, we're going to get three points. Turned it on, and I was just stunned. Uh, absolutely mm. massive sea of blue. It was an incredible atmosphere, and they helped them get that point. Unbelievably disappointed in our squad for that game. You can't drop points, even though it's away, and it's their first game. That was just so, so disappointing and depressing. So you two keep using the term CONCACAF or CONCACAF, and I know what CONCACAF stands for, but when you say a team is playing CONCACAF or they're a real CONCACAF squad, what does that mean? I have several statistics for you. 
first one. Oh, of course you do. El Salvador opened the gates to the game eight hours before kickoff. Wow. Those Sick. Fans wow. were nice and juiced for this one. <laughs> No well one below the no one below the age of twelve is even allowed in, and I <laughs> doubt that they're not serving said thirteen year old that gets in there. Uh, like the cage around the field is a twelve foot tall. Like no one's getting in here. And then on corner kicks, you could wow. see the riot gear with giant shields oh, in yeah. front of the oh, p- the players yes, taking the yes. corner. I remember to make models. sure no one's yeah. getting hit by projectiles. Insane. They were throwing bottles for sure, like, mm-hmm. and it was definitely needed. When the U.S. is taking corners. Yep. Yeah. It's intense as all yeah. heck. Let's do some actual statistics here. 18.4% of games, less than 20% of games are won by the away side. That includes Mexico. That includes USA. Those are These are big gaps between the skill levels. It still doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen winning away from home. 55.8%, almost 56% of the time, the home side wins these games leaves 26.8% are ties. It's just so hard to win away from home in CONCACAF. This is the World Cup for El Salvador. Playing the U.S. at home, it's the biggest deal. They're all in there, trust me, eight hours beforehand if they're allowed to be ready to beat the USA. Fireworks outside of the U.S. hotel. We're talking buses being delayed and stopped because fans are just super pumped about their team. Just... That's CONCACAF to me. Dave, do you have anything to add to CONCACAF? Well, yeah, it's just the brutality, like, and I I shouldn't say brutality, but it's just like, it's a super physical, like everybody Hmm. is like filling the stands for these games. And now they've, it used to be the hex and now it is like, I guess an oct. So um, it's just, it's so much crazier to have those extra games in the qualifiers now. Like it, it, it's it's more fun too because now I feel like we'll create new rivalries mm-hmm. that will come in like every four years. I think it's super exciting. And then just to like read the official name for you, Herman, it's the Confederation of North Central America and Caribbean Association Football. So yeah. that's just what it stands for. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Nice check in there. Uh, going forward, I, I said that sarcastically, but I meant it truthfully. Yes. Uh, going forward. Weston McKinney was sent back to Italy. COVID protocols were uh, destroyed. Dave, do you have any idea what the heck Weston McKinney was up to? Yeah, so actually the specifics haven't been released yet, but he did violate the team's protocols. And uh, funny enough, though, like I shouldn't even say funny because it's super serious. Uh, Landon Donovan called him out and said that more or less it's unacceptable and his relationship is irreparable with like the team. So that seems a little extreme for me, Yikes. but I think obviously Landon Donovan takes it super seriously. Mm, always has. And after the disappointment of not qualifying and the shame with that, I think he is right to call it McKenny here and be like, Hey, you just had two draws. You broke the protocol and you're not going to be there for Honduras on the road. Like, right. what the heck are you doing? Like, this is bad and you should be ashamed. And you're going back to uh, Ronaldo Les Juventus. So, like, come on. Like, let's get some perspective here and, like, let's make sure we qualify the World Cup. So, sure. I agree there. Yeah. Uh, other updates Giorena out with a hamstring, Serginho Dest with an ankle strain, both down. Mm-hmm. And this is why the Gold Cup and the CONCACAF Nations League were totally different rosters 
this will require depth. It doesn't require 11 players. It will require close to 50, I will say. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you for the breakdown. I appreciate it. That does sound intense. I, I want to go back and watch the highlights for that El Salvador game because who? Yeah. Yep. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Scary, pretty cool, cool slash yeah. and <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, so totally, you know, as far as tying on the road in Concacaf, fine. But then you win your home leg, and <laughs> yeah, that right. was and that that's was where we're yeah. at. Awful, yeah. yeah, yeah, not good. So now we have to win, kind of in Honduras. Not kind of, we really should win. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, moving away from Concacaf to the other side of the globe. The EPL, like all of the leagues right now, is on international break. However, our three clubs, Tottenham, Liverpool, and Chelsea, still got news coming out. So, Brad, let's start with you. Tottenham, what's going on with Hotspurs? Well, my news is all coming from European qualifiers, so we'll touch on those a little bit. Harry Kane, up to fifth in all-time England goal scorers. That's pretty crazy and awesome. And uh, just as a little joke for all of you Spurs haters, he is way in the lead for goals and caps for an England player as a Spur, which is super yep. Spur-prizing. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Reguillon got called up to the Spain squad, which is pretty exciting. He's been very good nice. for Spurs. I'm, you know, that's an awesome boost for him. Very good. Short and sweet, which these news updates will be this week. Dave, Liverpool. What's going on? Yeah, uh, I have to say is, uh, Christ, you know, like <laughs> Harvey Elliott, you know, <laughs> our young stud, you know, midfielder, uh, gets a little bit of a knock in the U21 uh, England duty. Uh, and just Lord help us. I hope he's okay because right now the midfield is a huge question mark for Liverpool. <laughs> I hope it's just yeah. a precautionary uh, head back home, but who knows? Also, uh, Rumor is Mo Salah expects a 500 euro, 500,000 euro a week deal. So, you know, why not? You know, you know who's got that money? Real Madrid, you know, like the rumors. Mm -hmm. They don't really have that money, but, you know, somehow they print it and make it happen. So (laughs) all I'll say is if he actually makes that move, it's some real BS. Ooh, two for two, boys. (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, from, Chelsea, the biggest news is also injury-related. Not great. Uh, There are Chelsea players, Pulisic, one of them, who are making impacts on their national teams, playing well. Lukaku scored three goals in two games for Belgium, but will not be playing in their next match and has at least a knock. Um, He's going to undergo a scan to find out more, but not... Not great. Mm. Really hoping that it's nothing serious. Yeah. All right. Game of the week for this week. We're going to a new part of the world. We're going to Italy. Ooh. The game of the week for this week will be... Napoli versus Juventus. September 11th at 11 a M Brady Napoli is currently on six points with a three goal differential doing well in their first two games. Meanwhile, Juve 
only has a draw. Not a good start for the <laughs> old lady of Italy. We wanted to pick this one out because we haven't touched on the Serie A yet, which is one of my favorite leagues because it is so tactical and so defensive, which I think will reflect in our predictions here. Okay. And Brad, why don't you lead us off with that then? One nothing Napoli. There's going to be one goal in this game after several <laughs> formation changes and probably a tactical sub at halftime as well. Italy just loves to shake things up. And I think Napoli are currently streaking, whereas Juve is trying to figure it out. I don't know if Weston McKinney will play or not based on his altercations in the U.S. camp. We'll see. Okay. All right. I trust your analysis there. Therefore, and because of previous Games of the Week scores, I'm going to go with a 1-1 one, one draw. Hmm. Dave? Uh, because I like goals and I've always picked the highest uh, goal margin, I am feeling <laughs> like I'm going to get a little risky here and go with three goals scored in the game. It'll be 2-1 to one Napoli. So uh, uh, an Italian thriller here. Three goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They won't know what to do with three goals. Okay. <laughs> Other games that are happening this week, we've touched on them already, but we're going to go over them again. U.S. Men's National Team versus Honduras, September 8th at 9.05 p.m. Yeah, yeah. For the love of God, let's win <laughs> or die. That's basically where I'm at right now. So. Do it for God's love. You heard it here. <laughs> love we have... Jesus. <laughs> We have the Chicago Red Stars versus the Houston Dash on September 10th at 7.30. Let's go. We have the Chicago Fire versus Sporting KC, September 11th at 7.30 p.m. Other big games happening around the world. Leicester City versus Man City, September 11th at 9 a.m. Leeds versus Liverpool, September 12th at 10.30 a.m. Milan versus Lazio, September 12th at 11 a.m. And Sporting versus Porto, September 11th at 2.30 p.m. One of the biggest Portuguese matchups you can have. Yes. Oh, there you go. Dave, how are we feeling about that Leeds game? Oh, I think Liverpool's going to smoke them this time. I don't know. Okay. Leeds hasn't <laughs> looked as good, but okay. I don't know. It's also a... Coming back from break. So, we'll yeah, see. Leeds might have their stuff together a little bit more. Mm. You know, a lot of the Liverpool players have been traveling. We'll see. We'll see. Could be Fair. interesting. See what happens. Yeah. See what happens. All right. Before I give us our outro here, any closing thoughts from either of you? USA's got to do better. Win or die. <laughs> yeah. Better. More. More, more, more. We have to win. Like, I don't know. Two draws yeah. is absolute garbage. Yeah. There you go. That's, you know, you know. <laughs> this weekend is going to be filled with the two kinds of football. I am very excited for all the games that are happening. Give us a follow over on Instagram. Windy City Wingers, all one word. You can find us there. There's a link to our Patreon and our Instagram as well. 
go ahead and check that out. More news coming soon on that. We are posting more regularly now on Instagram. Like I said, go over there, give us a follow, check us out. Let us know what you are thinking about. You can also send us an email at windycitywingers.info at gmail.com. So if you don't want to slide into the DMs of our Instagram, send us an email, a little more personal maybe. You can get those thoughts a little more uh, clearly thought out while you're typing that up. Let us know feedback, ideas, things you like, things you don't like. Brady, if people want to follow you, get those live Twitter updates or ask you questions about stats, where can they find you? At stat underscore bro on Twitter and Instagram is Brad the Bard 13. Nice. And Dave, people are looking for hot takes for the games coming up this week, whether it's the Bears or Liverpool Bears. or United States men's national team. Where can they find you? I can be found on both Twitter and Instagram at WCW Dave. Tasty, keeping it simple. Excellent. Very excited for a great week of sports coming up. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. As always, we will see you next Thursday.